So we are not very particular, but we claim we are from uh, that uh, family, this family. My great-grandfather was converted uh, by uh, St. Thomas. All these big things we claim. But those things are not very right things. Anyway, but Jewish people, whenever a child is born, they will write down their uh, genealogy, whose father, whose father, like that. So this we see in uh, um, Esra, uh, book of Esra, and also in uh, these uh, second chronicles. They are writing every now and then this uh, genealogy is coming to show that they are of the genuine descent uh, from Father Abraham. Then, but Luke goes one step further. And Luke is aiming at a population outside of Jews that is called Gentiles. He is addressing the Gentiles. Gentiles means that begins with Adam, not with uh, Abraham. From Abraham, it is a chosen people, specially chosen, so that the deliverer or redeemer will come through that selection, that choice. But before that, there is a big community world over. And Luke is aiming at that larger community and saying, the Redeemer is by blood, by genealogy from Adam. And Adam was the son of God. So that is the difference between two genealogies that we have here. And another one thing uh, particular to note, what I have read is from uh, the revised American version. But in our own version, the Peshito Bible, that is our Bible, and Peshito Syriac Bible, Five ladies' names are also written. Tamar, for example. Then, uh, uh, like other uh, Ruth, for example. So, four or five uh, ladies' names are also written in the genealogy, which the revised version has left out. Maybe uh, to go better with the Jewish uh, uh, genealogy. Jewish people never say. Uh, the uh, names of the women in the genealogy. So maybe to keep that tradition, I don't know. Anyway, for our uh, knowledge, ladies are also in the this thing. And not all ladies were so good. For example, Tama was not very good. You know the story, I don't want to tell. And uh, so many, uh, uh, Rahab, you know, she was a prostitute. And also Betseba, uh, the uh, wife of uh, uh, David and the uh, mother of uh, Salomon, uh, Salomon. Uh, they are not very good people. They had their own problems. They were sinners. They were not be, uh, having a high standard in the society. Like people, very, very ordinary people are also very sinners. And from all the walks of life, people are involved in the genealogy. To represent that, God, Jesus Christ, has come to redeem all of us. Not only the righteous people, not only the Jews, but all the Gentiles, all the women folk, and all the sinners and trespassers and all kinds of people. So there is a great hope in this that Jesus is our hope, not only for a particular one girl or boy or a man or a community, but the whole world. So that is the relevance of this uh, genealogy as a whole. But another thing, what is very important is that this is 
a fulfillment of the God's promise. If you see chapter 3 of Genesis, God giving a promise to Eve and Adam, the seed of the woman shall prove is the serpent's head. Adam and all his generations were looking up for that promise. But there is a time for God's promise to fulfill. It is not that easy or not always sudden as we think. He has his own time. In the fullness of time Jesus Christ was born. That is what the Bible says. What is the fullness of time? A time maybe uh, equalizing our present day, I don't know. More or less similarities are there. People were so aghast with the God concept. People were immoral. The social strata was completely deep, uh, out of the moral parameters. So when all these things were there, there was a situation that people going, going away, away, never returning back, never coming back. So in that situation, God has to intervene. That was the fullness of the time. So in the fullness of time, God fulfilled his promise that was given in the garden of Eden. So from the genealogy, what we understand is that we have a God that we can trust, a trustworthy God who will fulfill his promise. But the time we never know. When it will happen, how it will happen, we know, we do not know. But one thing we know, God will never fail in his promise. For you and I, our God has given a promise and we do not know what it is. And our prime duty in life should be to understand what for we are called and what are the promises waiting for us. Our promise is that, as I understand, Jesus Christ said, whoever believes in me shall not perish. It is the will of God the Father that no one shall perish. So whoever believes in his name shall not only perish, but shall have everlasting life. We may have thousands of things in our life. We may have luxury cars. We may have a lot of friends. We may have a lot of money. We may have a lot of savings and a lot of other things that we can claim. But nothing of these things will take us to eternity. Only the Lord's promise that you will be with me in the eternity. That is a great point. So we are all uh, rightful heirs of a great and unfailing promise by a trustworthy God that you will be eternally living with me in heaven. So that is a great promise that we have. And we have to believe that God he is not an ordinary one, like many other people say, he is a living God. He died and he rose again. That is the speciality about Jesus Christ. Our Redeemer is a living Redeemer. Job foresaw this, centuries back and said, my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. Job said, Lord of years back. And we have to have that conviction, whatever may come. Some people have terminal illness. Some people are undergoing surgery. For your knowledge, you all know that my wife itself went two years back. 
because of a brain surgery. So a lot of things are happening in our life that we do not always appreciate or we don't think that we need. Lot of unnecessary things happen. Lot of unpleasant things happen in life. But one thing, there is a great promise. We, people may lose our body, this body, physical body we may lose. We will die one day, but we will never die. That is the great promise that Jesus said. Whoever eats my flesh and whoever drinks my blood shall never die. That is a great promise nobody else got. That is why we are special people. But many of us never think that we are so special. Dr. Radha Krishnan, the former president of India, once said, these people who are called Christians claim big, big things and they are very ordinary. They are very ordinary people claiming big things and that is what we are now. But really we are big, not physically, not in this temporal world, but in eternity, we will live with love. That is the great promise. So, there are so many things we can say from the genealogy aspect, but this is what we have a promising God. We have a trustworthy God. Let us all be hopeful and live a life worthy of our promise. Where shall we end up if we die today? Everyone should think that should be first and foremost thought everyone should have this day. If today God is asking my soul, where shall I go? That is more important. It is not more important uh, uh, whether my child or uh, somebody else is doing well or in the hospital or if whether I have money or this and that. That is not important. What is more important? What will happen to my soul if I have to depart from this life today? Are we in good hands? Are we with the Lord? Are you sure? You have to make sure that our life is well and worth to be with the Lord in eternity. May the Lord God bless you. Thank you. Anybody? Yes.